You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 10. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Hello, everyone. Today, I want to talk to you about lovability. I've really studied this word and concept in the last few years, and it changed my whole life. Definitely increased my ability to delay sugar, flour, and alcohol as I learned to love the process. I mean, my actual journey with its 50-50 way of joy and sorrow. So I'm not only learning to embrace the journey, but to love myself as Jesus loves me while I try to figure this whole life thing out. So I know what God wants from me. He wants me to remain sharp, alert, sober, wise, on guard for all that he has to offer me. He gives me his armor through scripture and the sacraments, and I am putting oil in my lamp like the wise virgin. So I am on this great adventure and I know where I'm going. I am going to heaven and there is a way to get there. It's taking some work and some real thought. And with God's help, I'm trying my best to live life to the fullest in light of all of this. Because there is a right order to things. It's very natural, actually. The rightly ordered life whispers to you. Don't dismiss it. It whispers to me. The goal is not to eat through it or drink it away or buffer it away. God is always in the whisper. The whole reason why spiritual fasting keeps weight off permanently or allows us to follow a strict dietary regimen, if that's what's needed, is because we keep focusing on the right order of things. Yes, we want to get healthy and fit for the king, and we talk about this all the time, but it is ordered. It is ordered to love, ordered to God himself. He is love, and he has so much to offer us, but we insist on just cutting him off sometimes, just because we want false pleasure. We insist that he's not enough. And in doing that, we do cut ourselves off from his love and then stop loving ourselves. A lot of this is unconscious. A lot of this, we don't even know we're really doing. So in fact, with most of my clients, they come to me and they really hate themselves for what they describe as just sort of letting themselves go, letting go of their eating and drinking and They are letting the scale determine if they love themselves or not, sort of depending on the day and the number that it's present on the scale that morning. Enter the word lovability. Lovability means pleasing or worthy of being loved. And I want to tell you something, you are a hundred percent lovable. I think this is one of the keys to successful spiritual fasting. Remember, the whole meaning behind spiritual fasting is just to deny yourself a little food and alcohol during the week in a consistent manner, an orderly manner, by the way, and offer any discomfort of hunger or slight 
deprivation for a spiritual purpose, especially for helping others, specifically the salvation of their souls. So we can also fast for health reasons, spiritual or financial breakthroughs too. So many things that will be answered if aligned with God's will. So much of what we want is aligned with God's will, and he will let you know. I always tell my clients that God will answer your fasting prayers and the desires of your heart in two ways. He's either going to give you what you want or something way better. He will let you know. And the Blessed Mother confirms this in the Mystical City of God book that we're reading in our book club. Our Lady in this book, in uh, I think it's in book five, chapter three, says, all can participate in the hidden manna, which will give you nourishment in life. And she's talking about the Eucharist there. She says, do everything by honoring the Lord. Always give thanks to the Lord. Always ask my permission and consult with me as mother and teacher. And as soon as I answer, give thanks to the Lord. If I do not answer after continued inquiry, I promise that the Lord will nevertheless give you light as to what will be according to his most perfect will. So we can be assured that the Lord will answer our prayers. And especially if we go through Mary, mother of God. As Catholics, we know that he is so deeply in love with us that sometimes he makes us wait for things so that in the end, we will better ourselves so that we can become saints and ultimately seek beatitude and see him face to face when we leave this earth, because that is the ultimate goal. Our destination is heaven. And I've said this before, but St. Catherine of Siena says, quote, all the way to heaven is heaven because Jesus said, I am the way. He really is the way. And he, he gives you little consolations along the way too, pound by pound, miracle by miracle. Answered prayers are just part of the reward of spiritual fasting, getting awareness of what you're attached to, what you are addicted to, and what you keep consuming that buffers away your goals and dreams. This is the arduous, beautiful work. It really takes much grace and a mindset shift to understand how to think this way. So failing 70 times seven, this is the way that you're going to figure this out. This is the way to success is literally learning to fail and forgive yourself 70 times seven. We are learning here how to get back up, how to forgive ourselves, how to forgive others. And 70 times seven is the way. And this is in Matthew's gospel, chapter 18, verses 21, 22. This truly is the trajectory of sainthood, the transformation process of hopping from that cycle of vice to that cycle of virtue. This is about forgiving yourself and others because you are lovable. You are lovable right now. So what's between these two cycles? The sacraments, especially confession. This is the hidden Jesus of love that aches to heal you to help you forgive yourself and fill you with his grace so much that your love overflows to others. This is the only way. You have to fill yourself up first in order to fill others. Most of us walk around filling ourselves up with food and alcohol or Netflix or something else that we buffer on. Like that's the antidote to our problems, but we know it's not. It'll never be the antidote. What do we really get? You know it. We get sloth and gluttony. 
The real antidote is spiritual fasting that leads to diligence and temperance. So we learn in the course that sloth is basically, um, it can be a little bit of laziness, but it's just also not working on your sanctification. It's, it's just kind of letting it all go and getting knocked down and not getting back up. And the antidote to that is diligence. And, and this is like the soldier of spiritual warfare. It's, it's to be diligent through Christ. And then gluttony, of course, you know, is consuming too much, overeating, um, not eating to enough. And the antidote to that is temperance and, and learning, learning to stop when you need to stop, learning the right order of things and how to temper yourself so that you don't consume too much. So this is the clear path to those virtues. It's, it's spiritual fasting. And spiritual fasting is a practical path. It's not easy, but I love it described like this, simple, doable, measurable, and repeatable. And it starts with lovability because you know that you're going to fail sometimes. It's not going to be perfect. So you've got to figure out how to pick yourself back up and try again, and then possibly fail and then pick yourself back up then fail again. I know I've said this before in other podcasts, but this really is the key. And the key to getting back up is loving yourself because you are loved, deeply loved. Even if you keep doing the same dumb things over and over, like I do, I know because I live this life, but it is getting better. It's actually getting easier. And I can still get swept up into the diet mentality myself. I mean, sometimes I'm having a bad day. I don't know. Sometimes uh, something will happen and I'll feel like a fail or a fraud or, you know, some kind of thoughts will get in my head that kind of lead me to a little bit of compare and despair or something and confusion or, you know, whatever I'm human. And that will lead to grabbing a glass of wine on a Wednesday night or making chocolate chip cookie dough on a Thursday afternoon. And I think this one's really funny because I don't have a lot of sweets in my house. Um, but all the ingredients for chocolate chip cookie dough are available. So my, my little, my little mind will be like, Ooh, I know what we can do. We're feeling sad. We need a dopamine hit. Uh, it'll be Thursday, like at 3 PM, like let's make some cookies. So that type of event is a lot, um, less it, it you know, it's, I go to that less and less over time as I'm getting to be an expert in spiritual fasting, but I'm telling you it's, it can happen. But then I just kind of look back and I try to figure out, this is very interesting. And I treat it with curiosity and, compass and, and compassion. And I think to myself, what, what is it? Like, why, what thought was I thinking that led to the feeling of some type of despair or maybe failure or fraud or something like that, that I actually needed to go to sugar to get some kind of short-term false pleasure or comfort. And so now I can love myself enough to just figure it out instead of stopping. I just keep going. I just keep going. So that's, that's the whole crux of the matter with lovability. It's instead of wondering what the heck's wrong with me, I just treat myself with curiosity and compassion and look back to investigate what is happening. What thoughts need shifting? What emotions need attention? What am I running from? What am I trying to escape? What feeling am I actually under feeling and just not wanting to face? Um, what feeling am I running from that I don't want to face? You know, is this how I want to love and nourish myself? That's the question. So the answers are all there. 
Am I concentrating on all the delay and not as much the prey? This is usually the case as well, because delay without prey, it's not spiritual fasting. It's just intermittent fasting. So we have to concentrate on what's happening with the thoughts, taking those to Jesus, having his interpretation mean something really meaningful to us so that we can change and we can actually learn how to delay and pray. God loves you in both body and soul, and both are so important to him. He wants both the delay and the prey. He uses both our body and souls to draw us so close to him. He is in total love with you, all of you, your body and soul. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred pounds to lose or that stubborn 10 or 15 that keeps rearing its ugly head. He loves your body just as it is. We are embodied spirits. The care of both are necessary for your salvation. As Catholics, I think we can get highly intellectual about theology. And um, I love intellect. I love to to read um, heady theology, deep things. I'm a deep thinker. But sometimes in the past, I could totally forget about my body and the care that it actually needed. So the truth is our lives are truly wound up in the integration of body and soul. And I'm talking about theology, biology, and neurology, the integration of all of these things. And um, (laughs) as I think about it, probably a lot of other ologies out there that I don't even have knowledge about. Anyway, they're all important, and it's time that we bring them all together and study them in the light of love. So where I learned this was years ago, I think it was about, oh my gosh, it was so long ago, like 2017. I was just beginning my life coaching journey and I was just dipping my toes into it. And I was listening to a podcast and it was literally called Lovability while walking through the neighborhood one evening. And I wasn't really familiar with the word, but after listening to a few minutes of the podcast, I really started to weep. I mean, really cry. I was feeling lost at the time. I was getting older, feeling a little stuck. Um, I was definitely overweight. I was becoming an empty nester, just trying to find my way, wondering if I was old. (laughs) Um, And then here was Brooke Castillo, you know, talking to me through the podcast. She was saying that I was 100% lovable no matter what I said or did, no matter how I acted or reacted, where I was, who I was with, what I was eating or drinking, no matter my weight or what anyone else thinks of me. She repeated over and over again did you know that you are hundred percent lovable? And she went on to describe with no religious context at all, the fact that just by the virtue of being born, that each of us is hundred percent lovable. Well, this, this really touched my heart so deeply, like it was coming from the mouth of God. And as we know, the Lord works through so many things, even the secular world. And I just remember the tears flowing down my cheeks and I actually had to stop and reach for a Kleenex to wipe my face. I didn't want any of my neighbors seeing me cry. Um, I turned off the podcast and I immediately thought to myself, well, of course I'm lovable. I'm made in the image of the perfect God. He is love. He's 100% lovable. No matter who loves him or doesn't love him. I mean, my neighbors or friends who don't love him or even think of him, that doesn't take away from his lovability because Christ is 100% lovable all the time. And so since we're made in that image, in his image, we are too. 
So all I want to tell you is the pressure is off, my friends. We are 100% lovable no matter what, no matter what people think of us or even if they love us back. This goes for our husbands, our wives, our children, everyone. We're 100% lovable no matter what they think of us because we are loved by Christ. We are made in his image. He loves us 100% as we are right now. So as a Catholic, I've had to mull this concept of lovability over and over in my prayers and journaling a thousand times, and it has given me more strength than I can describe because I'm seeking the answers through this love, love being Jesus Christ himself. It has really heightened the sacrament of confession tremendously. I can treat myself now with more love and compassion for my weaknesses than ever before, and I can actually ask the Lord to help me work on all of them. There's no guilt here, just love and forgiveness. All right, so using the word, this image of lovability, I started reimagining myself as the daughter of the Most High King as I'm really meant to be. This is my safety net. I'm learning to cherish all that I am, even my weaknesses as strengths. This is scriptural. That doesn't mean in any way that I'm sitting in mediocrity. Heck no. I mean, I'm learning to commit. I'm learning to try hard. I'm learning to fail. I'm learning to do it again until I succeed. I'm learning to put myself out there. And I'm learning to be that Catholic that isn't perfect, that that I'm out there. I'm the Catholic fasting coach, but sometimes I have the Wednesday night wine. I'm getting better but I'm learning myself and I am still fully human, but I am a hundred percent lovable. There is no more hating myself or kicking myself for doing this or saying that I have to learn. I just, I just have to have compassion and curiosity for myself. And I'm just learning more and more and more as the years pass. I just get myself to confession. That's where I write my wrongs as best as I can with the Lord. And I just, I just get going again. I can love myself as Jesus does. I have regained possession of myself. I never really understood what that meant until now. There is a saying that I read once um, from a man, I, I believe his name, last name is Kennel, but he says this. I thought it was, I thought this is beautiful. He says, sometimes it is necessary to reteach a thing its loveliness. I not only learn this myself, but I coach my clients on this every day. Let me read it again. Sometimes it is necessary to reteach a thing its loveliness. Did you know you are lovely? I mean, really lovely. Did you know that you're 100% lovable, that you are beautiful? And Janine Roth says something else that's, that's just absolutely beautiful that I think is really a great thing to remember as well. And it is this, remember, The shape of your body often obeys the shape of your beliefs about yourself, about love, your value, your possibility, and God. Let me repeat that so you don't miss it. The shape of your body often obeys the shape of your beliefs about yourself, about love, your value, possibility, and God. That is a statement to be explored. If this is true, then it explains the transformation of ourselves from the inside out. For so long, we've been treating the outside as the problem when the root of all of it is inside. It's inside our hearts. 
and it's inside our thoughts. So I, I know I keep going back to confession, but it's in the sacraments. There's where the answers are. Uh, I go, I myself go back to confession, to adoration, to mass with all of this. That is where my divine healer is. I have opened myself up to him. I have asked him to carve out the spots of weakness, like the sharp end of a peeler to a black spot on a potato. That is the image that I have. And I've committed to doing the work of this healing with him to fast and fail and get back up again until I've slayed every weakness just one by one. The sacraments have become divine medical appointments on my calendar that I don't dare miss. I treat them as if I'm meeting with a surgeon who's helping me to survive cancer. I wouldn't reshuffle or delete any of those weekly <laughs> appointments from my, from my calendar or from my weekly regimen. So I'm going to treat the sacraments the same. Lovability has shifted my perspective of everything, and it came through a secular podcast that in the end had much I disagree with. But the nugget that God was conveying to me on that neighborhood walk that day was duly noted and not wasted among the other new age secular nonsense. I have decided that if Jesus Christ is 100% lovable, then I want to love him more than anyone. I want to love him so much to make up for those who do not love him. This is the essence of spiritual fasting, and this is the beauty of it all. The more I love him, the more I love others, the more I can love myself, and I do not need their love back. Of course I desire it. I'm human. We love to be loved. It would be so nice for sure. But others expressed love for me is not a requirement anymore. If Jesus loves me so much and desires my love back, I can love him so much that I can take on some of his suffering. This isn't really to please him or merit anything, but just, just to love him more. And this is this prayer, this thought that is very, very interesting. Something that says like this, I choose to love you and you don't have to love me back. I just love you all the more because I do love him more than anything. I can simply be hungry with him be more generous with my time and money and run to him in the Eucharist and prayer when I fail. And as I choose to draw closer to him, to spend more time with him, I grow more attracted to him. The late Father John Cardinal O'Connor, who I love, says this, the heart of the mass is the Eucharistic sacrifice in which spiritually and mysteriously we have represented the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus is the great love. He's the greatest love. He's fully human. He's fully divine. And Cardinal O'Connor goes on to explain that the reason that Christ came into the world was to pick up the pieces of our broken lives. Well, I'm learning that I have plenty of broken pieces, more than I want to admit, but God loves me anyway. We pick up one broken piece at a time and we go to work at curing the wound underneath. The sacraments all have the essence of suffering and death, but also resurrection. The resurrection are the wins. This is where the broken pieces are fixed, and we delight in the cure. As Catholics, we're so good at declaring our sinfulness and promise to do better, but are we good at living soberly in the light according to God's truth when we are cured? Are we good at taking the wins? I think we need to work on this. The emphasis is placed on the suffering 
and death of our Lord, but we can't forget his resurrection and ours too. This is what Sunday is all about, the feast of the resurrection, the feast of our salvation. We can absolutely be reconciled to the Father, to run back to him like the prodigal son, not to become more lovable to him, but to become more lovable to ourselves so that in the deepest humility, we can fulfill our mission here on earth. Spiritual fasting is so deep, so miraculous. Are we going to experience weight loss? Yes, absolutely. But more importantly, to invite God into everything, to start to have compassion for others, to forgive ourselves, to forge anew and promise to live better lives with confidence and give others that benefit too. What if they're doing the best they can too? We can love them in that space because they also are 100% lovable. They don't have to love you back. You can love them all the more like Christ does. This goes for your husband, your children, your neighbors, your mother and father. Oh, everybody. So I can recall one time I was coaching one of my clients on forgiving her father. He had died early in her life and he never said that he loved her. She had a hard time feeling loved by him. And all her life, she felt a little bit unlovable. She also discovered that she had been associating that experience with God too, that maybe he didn't love her either. And there was a big wound there. Through our coaching sessions together, through spiritual fasting, and explaining this concept of lovability and the renewal of a sacramental presence in her life, she came to realize that her father did love her and that God does too. She was able to recall many memories and times that he expressed his love in different ways. We both cried. It was amazing. God poured many graces into her heart. By understanding that she was 100% lovable and her dad was 100% lovable too, that she could love him now and let go of the past. She could choose to forgive him and just love him now. She was able to forgive him, forgive herself, and even forgive God. So remember this phrase, you don't have to love me back. I can love you all the more. This silent thought works miracles with teenagers, by the way. <laughs> Somehow they just feel it over time. For my client, Joy entered into that moment of lovability, just like when I first heard it, that Joy helped her stop the emotional eating, the buffering, the breaks that she was putting on her sweet life with sugar, flour, and alcohol. Sometimes we don't even know what wounds we're carrying around with us. This is for sure how it, how it goes for me. This is why we need time to stop and reflect. This is why we need coaching. This is why we need spiritual fasting. Start studying the word lovability. Let it seep into you, into your heart. Start being defined by the depth of Jesus's love for you. You are not defined by your weight, your experiences, the scale, your wounds, your weaknesses, or really even your wins. You are a daughter of the most high King. You are hundred percent lovable. Lean into that thought and start carrying it around in your heart. If you do this, spiritual fasting becomes so much easier. And know that I love you too. And you don't have to love me back. I love you all the more. And speaking of love, I just want to remind you, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you're so inclined. By doing this, you will help me reach my goal of bringing a million Catholics back to the church through spiritual fasting. Have a great week, my friends, and I will catch you next time. May God bless you and keep you. 
Hey, if you're interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray. It's a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. And you won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. There's two options to choose as well, private coaching with me or join the group coaching program to join an amazing group of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to lose that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Both options include the same amazing online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. So head over to my website right now, thecatholicfastingcoach.com, and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well to always get the latest daily information to keep you fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always. Always.